2: Justin, how do you feel about the season as a whole? I know it's a big picture, open-ended question, but you guys came in with a lot of goals, a lot of hopes. Mm-hmm. So you're five and nine. Mm-hmm. The offense has had a lot of rough patches. Like, what do you make of this season?
3: I mean, yeah. Um, biggest, you know, takeaway uh, so far in the season is just I'm just proud of everybody uh, in the locker room, proud of the coaches, and just you know the mentality that we have, the culture that we've set. Um, just the fight that we have as a as a total team so um of course you know there's many games we want back many plays we want back um but all in all um, everybody's giving their best everybody's giving their all and really that's all you can ask for so um yeah i mean i'm just proud of proud of everybody but um i mean yeah it's like like i said you know we got to be better in situations and of course this one didn't go our way today so we gotta bounce back next week
4: we're back Live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score.
5: Gabe Ramirez, 670 The Score. Broadcasting live from The Score, Hyundai Studios. Brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. It is a Plumbers 911 Football Monday. Presented by BC Bank and It's Not A Game, Illinois.com. Taking your phone calls. Thoughts on the Bears game. A lot of people talking about Justin Fields. Uh, but a lot of people are calling for Luke Getze to be fired. Uh, when you're looking at this game, and the, the defense played well. Defense played well. Justin Fields, 40 attempts, most passing attempts this season. Um, you had to because the run game for sure wasn't working. Um, and, and it's it was a Justin Fields game, right? Some flashes of brilliance some moments of disaster, and a loss. It's just, I'm, I'm used to this now. I'm used to this happening. But it was a really good defense. Let's not take that away from the Cleveland Browns. Um, but some, some of the play calling, man, up 17-7. You should feel good about that. I mean, one of, the touch, one of those touchdowns came from a, an interception from uh, Tremaine Edmonds, which was incredible. Then another interception by Eddie Jackson led to the second touchdown, or the first touchdown actually, um, for the Bears. Another touchdown for the Bears. Cole Komet, Tutty in the back of the end zone. But you know the offense got to muster up some more points in that. And I think a little bit of that is on Justin Fields. Uh, but of course, the play calling—you know—they don't get—they don't get to walk away scot free. The offensive coordinator, he doesn't get to walk away scot free. That we know. Uh, but again, taking your phone calls. Phone lines are open. Three one two. 644, 67, 67. Today on 670 score, we got some great guests lined up for you. Uh, And about about 5 o'clock when I get out of here, Dustin Rhodes is going to be taking over with the pregame show. Then after that, Mully and Hall jump on. They got Olin Kreutz hanging out at 7, DJ Moore at 8, Brad Biggs at 9. Got Bernstein and Holmes. Uh, They got Anthony Herron and Dan Weider at 11 and 12, then Parkinson Spiegel. Uh, They got Kurt Warner. 2.40, 2.40, Mark Grody, 4 o'clock, and then Jalen Johnson at 5. All right, before we get to uh, before we get some Eberflus audio, let's go through some text messages. People were really upset. The guy that called in to yell at me about Jordan Love called me a coward, or he told my producer I was a coward. I'm assuming that's because he thinks that I don't want to debate him about Jordan Love. I can't imagine why else he'd call me a coward. Um, sir, this is a Chicago sports radio station. Like what we're talking, we're literally talking about the bear. Like this whole day's lined up for the bears. And you want me to have a five minute conversation with you about, and not even with you because you're just going to call in and tell me why I'm wrong. So uh, five- you want me to give you the airways for five minutes to tell me why Jordan love is good because he doesn't have a running game. What? No, <laughs> sorry. So then he texts in and he says, your vibes suck. <laughs> so you're too old to be using vibes. How about that? Um, but a couple other people have been texting in. 847 says Jalen Johnson will never be an all pro cornerback. It, he's going to be an all pro cornerback this year, right? Tyler, am I wrong on that? Tyler fairing all producing tonight. Am I right? I think he's definitely on track to be for sure, without question. I think if you're looking at two of the best guys that are out there, it's most certainly them.
6: Well, let me—I'll say this too. I think had he, has he not had he not dropped at least a couple more of those interceptions, it wouldn't be this much of a debate. Right. He has about seven, eight interceptions with which, realistically, he should. It's no brainer. He is an All-Pro cornerback this year.
5: Yeah, without question. But remember, those are also past deflections and past breakups. Right and 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 it's a a knock on the quarterback's completion percentage to you as a as a cornerback. So that's there, true. There's still positives that come from like a pass breakup or a dropped interception. Like there's still positives that come from that. So I don't know. It says uh, how come from the six three? How come no one's talking about the fourth and one attempt in the thirty three and didn't attempt the field goal? I think it was like the thirty seven. It was 37. So what do you do? You tack fifteen yards onto that, something like that? I mean
6: 18 for field goal.
5: Eighteen? I'm thinking punt? All right. Um bad weather. Maybe. That's what they're thinking.
6: Yeah, it was rainy and the wind was like eighteen to twenty miles an hour today. You see that whole northeast just absolutely obliterated by the the, the rain and the the
5: wind. Yeah, I was uh so Cassie Carlson, she's my She's the sports anchor and reporter at Fox 32, and her and I do the Bears and Lee show together. So I, I follow her on social media, and she was showing like the tunnel of where the players were coming out of, and it was like a monsoon. So I knew the game was going to be bad. Should have bet the under. That's what I should have did. I should have
6: said I shouldn't have said Northeast Atlantic Coast. Whole Atlantic Coast <laughs> wiped out by the the rain and the wind today.
5: Yeah. From the eight four seven, somebody said I turned the, I turned the game off with forty five seconds left, and I just saw the hail mary with no time. Mooney, oh my god, Bears should have won. Yeah, it was unreal. For those of you that are just getting up, I had a five leg parlay. I had Joe Flacco over thirty four pass attempts, did that. Uh, four three receptions, did that. Amari Cooper fifty five yards, did that. Justin Fields and interception, had that. And the last leg was Justin Fields to throw for 200 yards. So I'm I'm watching the game, and I see the Hail Mary, and I know that the Bears, or that Justin threw it from the 45-yard line, so I'm thinking 166 plus 45 equals $4,000 is what I would have won. Probably one of my bigger bets that I've ever made. It was 175 to win four grand, 4,200. And Darno Mooney, I'm looking at the screen in, in like, utter shock that the ball is falling into Darno Mooney's lap, and I'm like, Oh, my God, I'm about to win $4,200. And then he drops the ball, or, you know, he muffs the ball, gets intercepted, and people <coughs> think that I'm in shock that Darnell Moody dropped the ball and the Bears lost. And I'm like, no, I'm in shock because I just lost all that damn money. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. Oh. All right. Let's, uh, let's, 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 let's make you feel a little bit better with some Ibraflus audio. He had a lot to say, but his demeanor, a little bit more mild mannered than normal. And usually he's upbeat, pretty even killed. This one, you could tell, took a toll
7: on him. Here's Coach
5: Ibrulus in the post game talking to the media.
7: All right. Uh, so uh, injury update. You know, so you guys see that uh, Tevin was in concussion protocol, uh, so we we'll have to go through that with him, and hopefully he's going to be okay. I'm obviously disappointed in the loss. Um, you know, for the guys uh, in the locker room, um, certainly uh, uh, the battle was on. You know, they, they certainly were battling. And, uh, you know, I told them my, uh, what my main message was to them after the after the game was this, is that, hey, you know, you always fix your mind and fix your focus on the fundamentals and details of your position. You know, and that's what wins football games. And uh, that's been our mantra the whole time. And then we also fix our mind on the, on the plays we're going to make, being playmakers. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, the Cleveland Browns made more plays down the end than we did. And uh, our guys made a lot of them out there today, but uh, but certainly uh, that's what happened at the very end. And so uh, get back to work tomorrow. Um, That'll be the focus. And you know the guys are will have their eyes forward. I know it stings and it's going to sting. And having this loss is is always hard. But uh, uh, just to recap the game, you know, obviously we started the game, you know, with a bunch of punts on both sides, you know, and uh, that was the whole first quarter pretty much, you know, and then we uh, you know did a pretty good job there, you know. uh, um, had a nice interception by Eddie, you know, that set up a good score. Um, took us, you know, there's a bunch of penalties and a bunch of things that happened down there. Uh, you know, Cole jumped off sides, but then he redeemed himself with that touchdown. What a nice catch he had on the side there with, uh, with, uh, Justin scrambling on the third and six. That was really, really nice play there. And then uh, you know we took it to half there, but uh, you know I thought the one touchdown they had, uh, we had some missed stops um, on defense. You know, and, and my hats off to them. You know, certainly that's a to score a touchdown you got to make some plays. But you know we had some op- opportunities there uh, to make a couple interceptions. You know, I think uh, T.J. may had one of them, and I think maybe one of them was a really good break uh, by Jalen. Did an awesome job there. Uh, we just got to come down with that when it was in traffic. You know, and then we uh, they had a big play on us on a scramble. You know, they got into a max protection, and they got into a, a scramble deal, and then Tyreek's just got to be on top of that scramble, scramble drill. So they got a big play on that one. You know, so we got to do a good job with that. Um, then at the end of the half, you know, we got it down, you know, to field goal right, right outside of field goal range, and that was going into the wind. And that was just too far of a kick for us to make that attempt there. Um, that's how we end up throwing it to the end zone. And we have to do a good job of, uh, you know, obviously protecting our quarterback on that one. You know, there's a, a couple steps there with the hit. Uh, but again, we'll look at that one and uh, on that. So that was the first half. Coming out the second half, obviously the big return, uh, interception return, uh, really nice by uh, you know by our guy there, uh, Tremaine, unbelievable. You know, so tipped, focused concentration, ticket up the numbers, uh, really good return right there, and an excellent job. Um, you know, then we end up uh, answering with a field goal there, the next drive. I thought that was a really good drive, nice job on that. You know, so we end up going to up ten. You know, up in the third quarter. You know, and then we got to really do a good job of uh, you know in sudden change you know we had the muff punt on the one and uh, we've been working on that during practice um, offense and defense of a sudden change in momentum and uh, I thought uh, Tyreek made a heck of a play on that you know so you're put a bad bad position uh, for your defense there and and uh, he made a heck of a play and what an interception a really good return to dig it out of there too so I was uh, excited about that too. You know, then we you know go to the fourth quarter, and you know the fourth quarter to me is all about finishing. You know, we got to finish the right way. You know, we end up giving up a big pass on defense. You know, the one where we held them to a field goal, and again I got to make a better call. They had a penalty there. I end up calling a coverage, which uh, you know I could I could do a better job with that. You know, just you know cover two would have been a great call there, but uh, again they got over top of us with the fast receiver, and they got behind us, and but uh, my credit off to the to the guys for doing a great job of holding them there. You know they did a really good job. Again, that's momentum too, right? How do you how do you handle sudden change there? Did a really nice job with that. Um, But uh, and then overall, we just got to do a good job putting drives together. You know, in the fourth quarter um, on 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 offense. You know, so we got to have some sustained drives there to get in scoring position. And uh, we were we're always behind. You know, they either TFL or they got us behind. They seem to have a lot of third and longs in the fourth quarter there. um, So that that we got to have to do a better job there for sure. but at the end of the game, I love the way our guys battled um, at the end, and uh, what a nice play by T. Scott, you know, to put us in position. And uh, again, we were we were just you know too far back for our, for for you know we ended up throwing the the hail mary at the end, and, and we had a chance there too. You know, it's about just about focus and concentration at the very end, and making a really good play. Um, but uh, you know, the guys are disappointed. Um, you can certainly see the fight, and you can certainly see. Um, the guys are improving you know that's we're improving as we go and um, that was a good football team we played today you know there's a lot of good good pass rushers they put some pressure on us um, obviously an experienced quarterback and uh, my hat's off to Cleveland uh, for the win but uh but again, we're disappointed in, in the loss. Man, in
2: their final drive at third and 15, and you guys ran a pressure. And you walk yeah. through the thought
7: process on that pressure, and then what you saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the thought process there is it's third and 15, and you're gonna make it, you're gonna make them throw it, and you're gonna tackle the catch, you know, and then they're gonna end up punting it, and uh, they'll get maybe get half the distance there, um, just to get the ball out of his hands fast. And he kind of retreated back a little bit, um, and I got to look at the pressure and see wh- where where it was, but uh, he ended up retreating there and throwing it over top, and uh, The tight end made a heck of a run and and got it. So, um, again, uh, that was the whole thought process there.
8: there
7: Yeah, yeah. So it's a sim pressure, right? You're simulating there, and he's the one guy dropping back. But uh, you know, typically that pressure is going to hit, and the ball is going to be out quicker than what it was. Like I said, he would treat retreat it back a little bit and. uh, so that's what it was. That's what I saw on the field.
2: Now, what, do now you, you more- what do you identify as the problems in blowing these late leads? This is the third time, at least this season, that, unless I'm missing one, that you guys have had a significant lead in the fourth quarter and had this happen.
7: Yeah, like I, I'll just go back to what I said. You know, it, it comes down to the fundamentals. Um, when you watch the tape and look at it, it'll be that, and it'll be about playmaking. You know, we got to make the plays on the stretch. And uh, that's what it's always going to be about. You know, we finished, you know, last week. Uh, We we had good fundamentals and we finished down the stretch. We made sacks. We made interceptions Um, You know, we drove the ball had four minute You know, we did a good job on all areas and finished the game out the right way and and the NFL is always going to be that You know, it's got to play to the last uh, to the last second and again Like I said, I'm proud of our guys at the last second. We had a chance to win it and uh, that's that's much much improved and uh, we're going to cash in on those uh, coming up.
2: On subject. Don- Donal Mooney said in the locker room that he felt like in the third quarter the offensive players were complacent. He's- his word was comfortable, he- and he was thinking in his head, "We cannot be too comfortable with this, especially given the other games that you guys have had that went this way." Did you detect any of that? And and how is that possible when you guys have been through what you have this season?
7: Yeah, uh, comfortable. I don't know how you're comfortable in the middle of a football game. First of all, you know you got to be comfortable with the lead. Oh, I got you. Yeah, so. Um, I would just say, uh, again, I'm not, I don't, I don't, can't speak for Mooney, but uh, I would just say our guys were wired in, they were focused, and uh, you know, we were going for the win, and uh, it's unfortunate we didn't get it.
2: Uh, your offense today had one touchdown drive, and it was one yard. Uh, two games ago, you're in Minnesota, you have no touchdown drives, you kick four field goals. What's missing from this offense when you play good defense?
7: Yeah, I mean, you know, those defenses are good and they apply a lot of pressure. You know, this this team was a team that applied pressure through their front four, um, you know, and they added on some pressure guys, uh, you know, certainly during the course of the game. You know, we saw that. Uh, But, again, it's about about rising up to the challenge. Um, It's about the whole football team rising up to the challenge. You know, sometimes, you know, our – defense is going to be playing a really good offense and we're gonna to have to rise up you know and, and do a good job there and they're gonna to have to maybe they're not playing such a good defense that day on offense and we just gotta it's complimentary football right so a lot of, you know each each side allocates their their money a certain way right and uh you know and th- that's where the the talent is so we got to make sure that each side of the ball plays complimentary football yeah,
1: sweep on third and
9: one was that to combat not being able to get
7: much going up in the middle? Yeah, yeah, when you look at that play you're going to see everybody gap covered in the inside, you know, so uh, we just got to do a good job capturing the edge on that one. Touch
8: on that. What was your vantage point on,
7: on what happened there? Yeah. When the throw kind of in the triangle yep, the defenders there. yep. It was, uh, you know, we are playing a zone in that one and to be honest with you, that play should have been picked, you know, so we got to do a good job of breaking on that, okay, envisioning on that, the ball's are near long enough or, or at least deflect it. Um, but, uh, We'll improve our technique and fundamentals on that one, and uh, and we'll we'll get after it next time.
2: You said the day you took this job, you talked about being a defensive minded coach, but now taking the head coach job, you'd be responsible for the offense. What influence did you have on the offensive game plan going into this and on the play calling today?
7: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm not calling the game, but of course, I have influence on the game plan, the setup of it, you know. And I thought we did a decent job of handling those pressure players, you know, on the edge, you know, for the most part. Um, you know, I thought we had a good plan at chip in, bringing the guys back to him, and he's a special player, and I thought we did a decent job of that. So um, just looking at it right now, I just think we need to run the ball to set ourselves up a little bit better in terms of the third downs and manageables. Um, that, to me, would be the, my just my reaction of that, what I saw out there today. And again, they did a good job. They loaded the box and uh, did a good job of stopping the run.
4: What could Cairo's range have had to be for you to be comfortable going for attempting
7: a field goal at the end of the first half? I'm not going to go over the exact yards, but we were we were uh, quite a ways back. You know, there were certain, there were significant yards uh, that were there that we needed to gain to to kick to go for the kick there, and uh, you know the wind was significant in that direction for sure. You
2: said on TV it was eight. Is that about right?
7: Um, yeah, it's probably it's, it's close to that. Yeah.
2: Okay, and then at the end, it w- was the wind any different? Uh, at the end? No, the wind the
7: wind settled down a little bit, but it wasn't wasn't enough. You know, I think it was up at fifteen when we got the kickoff, and then it was down to thirteen at the at the later part of the game. What, what was your target on the final drive in terms of kicking? What's that? What
2: was your target on the final drive?
7: Yeah, I'm not going to get the target lens. Right. Yeah,
2: yeah,
8: immediately after the. The Fun Tyreek came up with a, a big interception when they go on. The your, your thoughts on that play and just the way he was able
7: to get in position? Yeah, it was it was good. It was really good play, um, you know, by him. A, you know, he's overlapping on the, on, on the side of that, and he did a really nice job. Just the vision, you know, and, and he's a playmaker. You know, and he's going to be a heck of a player for us. And because uh, you know he's tough, he's got ball skills, and he's big. You know, and so you know there's plays out there that he made that were just unbelievable plays today. And he's got you know other stuff to work on too. All right.
5: That was coach Eberflus right there talking to the media after the game Bears lose to the Cleveland Browns 20 to 17. Gabe Ramirez here on 670. The score plumber's 9-1. Football Monday the, the the drive that the majority of the reporters were asking about, of course, that final drive of the first half. Bears get the ball with 59 seconds left from their own 2-yard line. And the drive or excuse me, the drive ensues with Roshan Johnson a rush to the right for three-yard gain. And then that's when Cleveland called the timeout. Cleveland thought they were going to get the ball back. Bears, and I, I remember seeing that play, and I was like, ah, man, not even going to try to, you know, do something. Then that's when Roshan uh, rattles off that 22-yard run to get the Bears to the 27. Now the Bears are thinking like, okay. Justin Fields passes to Cole Komet for that one-yard loss. Then he throws the darts, or then he gets DJ Moore for 20. Bears call timeout. Bears are on the 46 right there. Then Fields passes to Komet for six. Another pass to Komet for five. Roshan, little dump off for one. Gets the second timeout. That's when Darnell Mooney gets the five-yard gain to the 42. Then Darnell Mooney drops that other one. That's the one that uh, Justin Fields was talking about in his press conference. He wishes Mooney would have been able to catch that. And then that leads to the Hail Mary where it's an interception right now, but they might change that in a couple of days. But, I mean, sometimes Flus gets defensive. I'm not going to go over that right now with the uh, – why don't you just say it? Yeah, hey, bro, we thought we you – know, we didn't think it was a good idea. I would have been there for that. Uh, but we're taking phone calls, too. <clears throat> 312-644-6767. There were a lot of moments during the game, things that altered the course of the game. Uh, what was that for you? What was the moment that you knew that things were turning and not in the favor of the Chicago Bears? And then what are your thoughts on Justin Fields' play? Even if Darnell Mooney catches that last pass, does that, does that change anything for you and how you feel about Justin Fields? Let's go to uh, Diedrich out in Pilson. Diedrich, you got some thoughts on Justin Fields? Well, you know what, man? I agree with you on
9: some of the things about Justin Fields. I have some issues with him and some things I like about Justin
5: Fields. Okay, tell me the things that you like because I, I like some things about Justin Fields too.
9: The things that I like about Justin Fields is it's athletic, he's very athletic, and he's a playmaker, but the problem that I have with Justin Fields is it just drives me up the wall when he gets to holding on to the football too long, and that causes sacks, it causes fumbles, and I just feel like he should not be, as a quarterback, being there for a couple of years, he should be able to. Get rid of the ball. Throw the ball out of bounds if there's nobody there. Quit holding the,
5: holding the ball because it's going to cause problems. That's one of the biggest
9: issues that I have with
5: Justin Fields. Okay, and what are the what are the, so what are are so things you don't... Uh, I mean, obviously you say you think he holds the ball too long, He's, but you like his athleticism. So what do you think the Bears should do uh, if they end up with that number one pick?
10: Well, I
9: feel like that they should trade the pick because if you look at other history, uh, past draft history, a lot of the great, a lot of good quarterbacks was picked in the later rounds, and I think somebody is going to drop in the draft is going to be really good, and I think if the Bears trade down, they could get extra pick and they could pick up another quarterback, and then just have him sit behind Justin Fields for about, about a year, and then bring him in, and then just let Justin Fields go if he don't do nothing.
5: Yeah, I mean it's a it's something that I've talked about, you know, and and it could just be the um the optimist in me, right? Or not wanting to lose out on a on a Justin Fields that does, does become great. But it seems like that's just not the, that's just not what's going to happen. It's either it's either Justin Fields or not. It's not going to be a situation where you know, Justin I mean even though I would like that, I I would I would like to see what that looks like. Justin Fields is the the starting quarterback, you know. All the coaches say the same thing. Justin Fields is our starting quarterback. Was that a Trump impersonation? What was, what was that? I don't even know what was going on there. Um, but you know, I, w- I would love something like that. Hey, look, and then and then and then have, you know, whoever the rookie quarterback is say, you know, be on board and say things like, Hey, I love having the opportunity to learn behind the guy. I, what? like you can't assume that you're gonna be able to fix everything and make it to the Super Bowl next year, right? But what you can do is set your team up for success over the next decade, shore up the quarterback position, which is what 80% of the league is trying to figure out year in and year out, and you can take care of it for both of those people, and then build a team around it. You're still going to have draft picks. You're still going to have first-round picks. Got all those. Uh, 312-644-6767. It's Gabriel Ramirez here on 670 to score, taking your phone calls. Thoughts on the Bears game, you know a lot of people were, you know talking about you know who the who the quarterbacks are that make the Super Bowl, right, and where are they far are they all number one picks, right? Oh, you know, Gabe, you keep talking about that, but look at the quarterbacks, okay? So Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes first round pick, Jalen Hurts not. The year before that, Matthew Stafford, first round pick, Joe Burrow. Those are the two in the Super Bowl. Guess what? Number one pick. Like, do I have to go any further? What were you going to
6: say? Oh. No, just number one pick against number one pick.
5: That's what I'm saying, though. Like, you don't have to go too far back to to find the team with a number one pick that got to the Super Bowl. Like, come on. Before that, Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. We know Tom Brady was a millionth round pick. Jimmy Garoppolo. Was he first pick?
6: He was second-round pick.
5: Second-round pick. Okay. Like that? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jared Goff? Number one overall. You see what I'm saying? Where did Matt Ryan... When was Matt Ryan drafted?
6: I think Matt Ryan was, like, top 10. He wasn't top five, but he was, like, eight, I want to say.
5: He was dra- Out of
6: Boston College, I know
5: that. Third overall. Oh, I'm sorry. By the Atlanta Falcons. They
6: must have traded up because I don't think they originally had that pick.
5: I can let's see. Or
6: I'm, I might be thinking of Michael Vick. I know second, trade up for Michael first Vick, first
5: round pick of uh, the draft. Signed, seventy-two million dollar contract. Fourth highest quarterback in the NFL behind Payton. No, yeah. Starting quarterback. Nope. I mean, it doesn't talk about the, the trade there. But do you see where I'm going with this? One hundred percent. Do you see the direction that I'm heading? Peyton Manning before that. Cam Newton. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't tell me. Like, people that are like, who was the last? Like, come on. When Was Cam Newton number one pick? Yes, he was. That's what I'm saying. These are rhetoricals. There is a, a list of number one picks. That have taken their teams to the Super Bowl. Even just looking at the last 10 years. Eli Manning. In there. Peyton in there. I mean, come on. You have an opportunity to do that. Not to say that it's going to work. Not to not to say that there's a going to be a 100% success rate on that. Your chances are way higher. That's what I'm saying your chances of getting to the Super Bowl are way higher if you do connect on a number one pick. And you have the opportunity to do that. Not once, but twice. And I just, I can't live in a world where the Bears have the number one pick twice. And all these number one picks are taking their teams to the Super Bowl. And the Bears just pass on the opportunity twice as if, as if, talk about like the level of arrogance that has to exist in a building. To think that you, as a team, as an organization, can pass on a quarterback two years in a row because you're smart enough to put together a Super Bowl caliber team. How has that worked out for you for the last forty years? It's like it, it, you just be doing yourself a disservice.
6: Do you think? Do you think the Bears have already made up their mind? Like Ryan Pole's front office, they've made up their mind they want a new quarterback.
5: I think Kevin Warren, as someone that has been brought in from the outside, is saying, is just simply saying, hey guys, we can do better. He's too, he's too, like, Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles, for me, they're, they're, like, they're not like, yeah, huh, Justin Fields, done with that guy. They're not saying that. But they're, but they're being very diplomatic about it.
6: They're trying to egg on the process.
5: Yeah, but they're being diplomatic in the way they say it. Hey guys. I love everyone in this building and what we've built so far. But we can we can do better. We can reach higher. We can get to places that we didn't think we can get. Of course, hell, yeah, they're taking a quarterback with that number 1 pick. Stop it. And, I, and and again, all my Justiners out there. <laughs> all my Justin Fields fans and i i like justin 13 to 17 quarterback awesome but right now i'm looking at this this little list of super bowl teams and their quarterbacks over the last 10 10 12 years and it's a lot of number 1 picks in there and so i think it just it, it, it expedites the process right he can be if you pick if you choose correctly you can have the catalyst that 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 ignites the team to Super Bowl contention. Do right, want me to take this call? Am I taking this call? Let's take Robert. Robert from Kankakee, you got pushed up to the front. How's it going? Chilling, man. How are you doing?
8: I'm good, man. Just right. working. Just, just riding hey, on that 57
5: uh, out there? I see you.
8: That's it. <laughs> you you got to move on from Justin Fields. He's, uh what, 9-28. Yesterday, uh, the offense kind of it, it, – you don't move the chains when, when you have eight, three and outs, you could talk about a missed field goal. You could talk about drops, hail Mary's. You got to move the chains and when the time of possession, when the defense gives you extra possessions, you know, the defense give them gifted them seven points. They gifted them uh, on the, on the play to commit for the touchdown. They gifted them the other side of the field. I mean, you're just not moving the ball. Yeah, why
5: do you think people? Or what do you think it is about Justin that people love so much and and want to continue to stay behind him?
8: Uh, I mean, he's probably the most exciting player to ever wear a Bears uniform besides Devin Hester, maybe. I mean, the the he, he if you watch his highlights, people get fall in love with the highlights. I mean, for every good highlight, there's probably six or seven bad plays. Yeah, so, and, I mean, and, and, everybody's holding on to the what could be, but. You know, with the, with the way the defense is now, I mean, you bring in sweat and you're getting the turnovers and, and it's making the secondary better and, and we're just not putting up the points.
5: Yeah, it's like typical of, of, of Bears football where, you know, you have a good defense and then your quarterback just can't muster up the, the points that you actually need. Um, but you make a bad – <laughs> it's tough to say, like, you want to move on from fields and I'm like, what – why do they think people like Fields? Because he's the most electrifying player the Bears have ever seen. I'm like, no, no, retreat, retreat from the argument <laughs> immediately. All right, I want to take more calls though. All right, uh, phone lines are open 312, 644, 6767. Justin Fields couldn't put it together again. 10 point lead. But I know what you're saying. It was Lou Getze. That's whose fault it was. Well, I want to hear from you. Again, 312-644-6767. We'll take your calls next. It's Gabe Ramirez. On a plumber's 911 football Monday, right here on 670.
8: Why? Why?
5: If you Why? have T Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox internet with two
4: times faster download speeds than T Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the
5: whys and visit Cox.com slash 5G home for details. T Mobile Priority has a certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.
3: the score. Tough. It would have been crazy, but uh, definitely tough to, uh, I mean, how many times do you see a hammer working and actually fall into, you know, being able to make a catch, but um, it's tough. I wish I could have had it, but I mean, it is what it is. Is the approach that you throw
2: it up and somebody try and tip it forward, or, or is that just what happens? Say it again. What, was that the plan?
8: Did no, no, no. no. To tip it it's always, just where the ball. Yeah, it's from. always
3: we have somebody that like catch it, and uh, it was cold that you know the biggest guy on the field was try to catch it, and um, and we're just guys just boxing each other out, boxing everybody else out, so you can have you know, just a one on one or somebody just catch it and just ricochet off and uh, try to tip it, and um, try to catch it.
4: We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on six seventy the score.
5: I'm calling it the forty two hundred dollar drop. That's what would have happened. My bank account would have swelled. Uh, Gabe Ramirez, 670 to score. 175 would have turned into 4200 if Darnell Mooney catches that ball.
12: Arrgh. Arrgh.
5: <laughs> it's a Plumbers 911 football Monday. I don't need I a I 911 earlier uh, cramped up in the studio, man. I, I, I need some tonic water. That quinine will get you uh get you right if you ever cramp up tonic water will get you right out of that space or a banana for that matter. Uh but a plumbers 911 football money presented by Busey Bank and it's not a gameillinois.com. Uh tons of guests I'm gonna tell you about before we get to the phone calls. Uh in about an hour and a half Dustin Rhodes takes over the pregame show. Then Mully and Haw. I have three amazing guests for you. Ola Cruz jumping on at seven DJ Moore at eight and then Brad Biggs at nine o'clock and then Ben Bernstein and Holmes. They come on, take over they got Anthony Heron at 11, and then Dan Weeder at 12. Parkinson Spiegel after that. Uh, they got Kurt Warner at 240. Mark Grody at four. And then my favorite guest of the day, Jalen Johnson. He jumps on at 5 o'clock. Uh, can't wait to hear him talk his talk uh, with that. So set your alarms, man. Some, some, some really heavy hitters uh, today on 670. The score, make sure you're here for it. Uh, in the meantime, Bears lose to the Cleveland Browns. Um, sad that their playoff hopes have been, you know, just... Rug pulled from underneath them. It was a it was a one week in the hunt. I was just about to say they were going to be no longer in the hunt. In the hunt for one week. I was here for it. I was here for it. We were playing clips on the show all week, Tyler, about the scenarios and how they did, needed to pan out. But it was a great week of being in the hunt, <laughs> and, it, and 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 how quickly it goes. But uh, still some games to be played, still some opinions to be had, uh, and still some phone calls to take 644 6767 67. let's go to Steve out in Chicago Steve now Bears going to have themselves some some top 10 picks but how confident are you that Ryan Poles can get the job done
12: Hey Jay thanks for you and is, is that Tyler that took the call Yeah I appreciate it thank you um I, I'm not <laughs> I'm not confident at all uh with Poles uh getting this draft capital, if we was to trade picks and all that, I don't think he brought a lot of good people in. His first draft, I think he he got uh, six picks or something like that and turned them into, uh, what, 12 or 13? The, the,
5: these guys are pretty much bombed. Hold on, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got time on, time on, time on, time Because Tyler Gordon is not a bum. Jaquan Brisker is not a bum. Hold on, hold on. Jaquan Brisker is not a bum. And Braxton Jones is starting left tackle. Not a bum. I mean, three starters on your team—that's that's pretty decent, sir. They are starters because we have nobody else. I Fair. think if, if 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 they are on a real
12: team, them guys will be backup. Um, and today, <laughs> today, sir, we we pretty much played a third string online. line. You telling me? Kaz is the only one that can get back there. Okay, Walker made a few appearances, but they should have had breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And <laughs> possibly lunch on these guys. Like you know, re- remember when? Remember when uh, Fields ge- was getting sacked so many times? that we, you know, we was crying about. Oh, the line ain't nothing. Well, that's how uh, Flacco should have been all day. He said, and, and he threw for. Almost 400 yards. I think. That, I think the defense took a step back today. I don't. You know. Yes. Um, you know the last five games. I, I think they played subpar uh talent. Uh, other than other than Detroit, and it looked like Detroit
5: just played. You know to. Uh,
12: they just played. Right. I hear um, you down, down
5: to their competition. Yeah. I hear you, but yeah. but, but Steve, here's yeah. the thing, right? I mean, you know, we're talking about the defense, and I agree with you, right? I mean, you can't give up 374 to Joe Flacco, but no. But when three out of your fir- first four possessions are three and outs, right? And the f- and the fourth one wasn't some long drive; that one was six plays, but all four of those were punts, right? It's like that's a lot of a lot of pressure to put on your defense to continue to stop a team and you know not allow them. It's like you're getting more possessions, more opportunities. These are still professional football players that are going to get down there eventually, you know. So so the defense. I, I hear what you're saying, but you know Montez Sweat two and a half sacks. You know uh, Tremaine Evans getting an interception for a touchdown. Eddie Jackson getting an interception. Tyreek Stevenson with the diving interception. I mean they played well, right? Andrew Billings getting up the middle, stopping some some tough third and ones. For, like the defense played well. It, it, it you know it, it can't stop them forever. It can't stop a team forever. But I mean I think it's a team as a whole. What do you think about the coaches? What do you think about the coaching staff? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not on them either. But I would say
12: <laughs> uh you know, we talk about Getsy, but he did win two games with a
5: undrafted quarterback. Stop it. Stop uh, it! Stop it! Stop yeah, it! Stop yeah, it! No, no! 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 no. I'm,
12: just, I'm just telling
5: you the truth. He he oh, won I two mean, games with an yeah, but against
12: who? Who who were those two games against? Do you remember? Well, well that, that I I did
5: say that we we played some hard things.
0: It was, against, saying, it was against. It was against. It
12: was against. We would
5: have we would have a win. Yeah. Wins against Las Vegas and the Carolina Panthers, and that was Las yeah, Vegas hey. with, with, with with Brian Hoyer. Not even an Aiden Ocony. Hey,
12: hey that's true
5: and yeah, as Fields as as far as
12: fields I'm I'm out, I'm out on him he he holds the ball too long he takes uh, incredibly stupid sacks um and, and and he's not a pure thrower. I I thought we should have got I thought we should have traded him last season and, and and drafted up a quarterback I was on Bryce Young I understand Bryce Young is not doing well but this team is awful.
5: Yeah, the team is terrible.
12: So, but, but, but he's a pure thrower, and, and he gets the ball out of his hand, and he throws on a line.
5: Yeah. If Carolina can get a couple wide receivers for him, they'll be all right. I mean, and by, all, by all right, I mean all right in that in that conference. <laughs> and, and, not not that we,
12: and, and not on that, we, we gave Fields three years. We got to give Bryce Young three years as well, don't we? Oh, yeah.
5: Oh, certainly. Yeah. I think Bryce Young is going to be fine. If you watch his college career, I mean, there's no doubt about, you know, what he's capable of doing. He's uh he's a, uh, he's two alike, right? Where he can put the ball on a laser and get it to you. Two is a drop back and throw the ball kind of a guy. He reads defense as well. I'm talking about Bryce Young, that is. But, I mean, he's throwing the ball to Adam Thielen and Hayden Hurst. I mean, it's not, you know, and Chubba Hubbard is. Come
6: on, you're disrespecting Jonathan Mingo like that?
5: Stop it. He has been coming on as of late. Jonathan yeah, he's Mingo. decent. He's all right. But again, no no real number one. So you feel bad for him out there. Hopefully they can get some talent with a new coach. Uh, let's go back out to the phone lines, though. 312, 644, 67 Taking your calls. Bears lose to the Cleveland Browns 2017. Uh, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on Justin and his performance? I, I'm, I'm curious, like, what. You know, I know people are on board with Justin. That's who I really want to talk to. Those that are still 100% in after yesterday's game. And I know they're, they're out there. I'm just curious. I want to talk to you. I just want to, want to hear your thoughts. But first, let's go to Derek. Derek, talk to me.
11: All right. Uh, first thing, when I first got, online, got on the radio, I was hearing you talking about all these number one picks that went to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. How many number one picks didn't go to the Super Bowl? Okay. Cleveland had to have two or three, and they never went to the Super Bowl. Uh, Matthew Stafford was that, was how long at Detroit? and He had to go to L.A. to get a ring. So coaching makes a difference. Second, if you got a quarterback whose best attribute is running, look what they did in Baltimore. They let him run for two years. Now he's passing all over the field. So, you don't have a, a coach's staff that plays to his strength first. That's not that I don't have problems with Justin Fields. He holds the ball too long. His, he had, it takes him forever to get through his progression. So, I'm not saying they shouldn't pick a quarterback, but I believe your argument that a number one will get to the Super Bowl is flawed. Mm,
5: is it, though? Because yeah, uh, but because, because hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, well,
10: that you can't hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 Derek,
5: Derek. Did. I let you talk for five minutes, and then I said one word, and then you cut me off again. That can't be the conversation we're gonna right. have here. All right, so no,
11: we're not gonna. Have, I oh wow, Go you ahead. did it again. You just did it again. I, I
5: don't want to cut the phone phone no, call I'm off. Feel all right. Go ahead. Right. Thank you. Um, uh, appreciate the call, Derek. By the way, phone lines are open. 312-644-6767. What I'm trying to tell you is that you have a higher probability of getting to the Super Bowl based off what I was just telling you of the quarterbacks that have been to the Super Bowl in the last 10 years and the percentage of those that are number one picks, right? So the probability of you getting there is higher is what I'm saying, right? So can you point to something? I didn't say, I didn't say, I didn't come out here and say with a 100% success rate, if you take a quarterback at number one, you're going to the Super Bowl. No, what I said is, damn, I'm looking at these teams and both teams that are in the Super Bowl for the last 10 years, and there are a lot of number one picks on this list. And the Bears have the opportunity two years in a row to have the number one pick. And to say, again, arrogantly, I don't need to take a quarterback, which clearly the last decade has taught you that a large percentage of those people that are in the Super Bowl are number one picks, then, then you should take one because the pro- chances are increase. That's what I'm saying? If you're putting up Justin Fields and what you think he's going to do versus going and checking out, kicking the tires on every quarterback as to who you think is the best, that's what you're getting paid for, right? That's why you have your people so that you can pick the best quarterback. And again, the argument that just that all these guys are new and you don't know, it's like, so what? Justin Fields is just better than every college quarterback to ever come out of college for uh, until here, until forever? Like, come on. That's what I'm saying, that the potential for a a top five quarterback exists, right? Exists. There are number one quarterbacks that you take that end up being top five quarterbacks. Justin Fields, you're like hanging on a prayer that he becomes a top 10 quarterback. If he gets this offensive coordinator, but the specific one, not the one you bring in that sucks, another one that Justin Fields makes look bad, no. No. You got to bring in the the perfect offensive coordinator. And don't forget, I know we got DJ Moore, and I asked for a wide receiver, but I need more wide receivers. And I need more offensive linemen. And then, then we'll be able to get a true evaluation. Get out of here. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want that. I want the opportunity to take the best quarterback that potentially can be a top five QB in the NFL. I'm a a gambling man. And I I, I don't... find anything wrong with taking that gamble and hoping, especially when the bears are trending in the right direction, especially the team that whoever that rookie QB is going to be handling, if that ends up happening, is going to be significantly better than the Bears' squad that Justin Fields walked into. Oh, let's not forget. There's still more draft capital coming in. There's still a, a free agency period that the bears are going to be able to capitalize on. Like the bears are in a good position. And, and if in I know somebody called in and said they don't trust polls, but if you do trust polls and whoever else is there, the assumption is you're gonna trust him to pick the best quarterback possible. That's why I've asked, I wonder what Ryan how how they had the the quarterbacks ranked, right? Like did they have CJ Stroud as the best quarterback in that class? Did they have Bryce Young there? I'm curious. Because if they had CJ Stroud and then they said to themselves, damn, CJ Stroud did end up being pretty good. They're like, damn! We got the number one pick again. Do we want to pass up the opportunity to take someone that can be that good? That's where I'm at with that. Uh, let's go to Collier, out in Dalton. Collier, what are your thoughts on Justin Fields? What do you think the Bears should do?
10: Happy, happy holiday.
5: Hey, likewise.
10: Okay, um, I got all the competence in, in polls to do the right thing. Now, the NFL has a surplus of ball players. Um, Justin time is, is, is coming to an end with the Bears. They're going to have to take a, 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 a quarterback. I'm not mad. I love Justin. Don't get me wrong. But his damn is bad, just like other ballplayers. Moody's damn is gone. Um, we going to be all right. These guys are so critical of this guy for his tenure uh, here. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think it's going to be all right. With all the draft capital and everything we got going on, we're going to be all right. Yeah, we I think – we get this one draft pick for quarterback, we're going to be all right.
5: I mean, the, the fact of the matter is the Bears are going to be better next year. Like this we know, regardless of who's the quarterback of Chicago Bears, whether it's Justin Fields and the Bears are adding talent via the draft or free agency, or if it's, you know, any of the rookie quarterbacks that are coming in <clears> – <throat> excuse me, I still think the Bears will be better next year than they are this year. The defense is going to be better. They're going to add more weapons. The coaching will be more experienced. They'll have a new offensive coordinator, at least we hope. So I, I think in those situations, I think in those situations, you can look to the Bears, and 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 again, that's why I said it, whether you're for Justin or against Justin, both parties still want the same thing, and that is for the Bears to be relevant in, in the Super Bowl conversation. And sitting atop, you know, the and or, or amongst the contenders in the NFC North. The Bears wanna be the 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 Cowboys and the Niners and the Eagles. They want to be a part of that conversation. You want to leapfrog the, the the Minnesota Vikings and the Detroit Lions of the last two years and, and not be the flash in the pan team. You want a team that has longevity, consistency, winning culture, right? And I think that I do think that Polls is, is, is building the Bears up to be just that. <clears throat> it's Gabe Ramirez, 670 The score. Uh, it is a Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by B.C. Bank and It's Not a Game Illinois.com. Uh, we got a, 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 a ton of things on the show for you, for you today. Uh, I got about another hour or so with you guys. And then coming up at five o'clock, we got Dustin Rhodes. And then Mully and Hot Jump on after that. They got Olin Cruz at seven. DJ Morris coming on at 8, get a chance to hear uh, from the Bears wide receiver with Mully and Haw, and then Brad Biggs jumps on at 9. Bernstein and Holmes, they got Anthony Heron at 11. And then Dan Weederer from the Take the North podcast, he'll be on at 12 o'clock. Parkinson Spiegel, they got three great guests for you as well. Kurt Warner jumping on at 240. Mark Grody, one of the best, jumping on at 4. And then Jalen Johnson, uh, after another weekend, with a dropped interception. <laughs> He's going to hang out with the guys and, and talk to them as well. Uh, but coming up next, more of your phone calls. Really interested in, in uh, those of you that still want to keep fields, not only after yesterday's performance, but just, you know, after this season. Where where are you at? And explain to me why, because I am genuinely curious. Maybe my mind could be changed. 312 644 We'll take your phone calls after this. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on Chicago Sports Radio,
0: 670 the score.